Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Candyland. So we are about to get it popping and really start trying to drop a weekly episode. We would love if you all would email us any ideas or recommendations that maybe you have of stuff that you would like us to talk about. I know that we touch on different things in each episode, but we would love to know things that maybe you want to know more in depth on. Yeah, I feel like we're always trying to think about the people who are going to be listening and what they're going to be wanting to hear, what kind of things you guys have going on and that you guys work through and stuff that we can, I don't know. I feel like we give really good advice on shit. I feel like if you just sent us questions, things that you're like, how would you maneuver this situation? You're going to get two completely different viewpoints. (laughs) And right now, um, one thing that I do want to talk about today is just staying grounded during the holidays. The collective energy is very tense. It's very rooted in lack mentality because you see other people doing things for their kids or doing things in general that maybe makes you feel envious or jealous. And it's okay to be jealous of a system that really wants to keep you down and keep you in that broken cycle, but it's not okay to project that insecurity onto other people. So this is really about being grounded and being mindful of your shadow. It's really a human experience to be jealous or envious of others, but it's just about how you're going to work with that energy and not project that energy onto other people. And also with the feeling of lack, especially when you're talking about holidays and you're watching people make these like huge elaborate meals and get like these crazy presents for their family and things. I think it's important to keep in mind also um, not letting yourself get overrun with the fact that you don't have a certain amount like financially and letting that ruin you appreciating and being able to celebrate the things that you already do have in your life. And When you come from an attitude of lacking something in general, you never actually bring that abundance to you. If you're focused on, I don't have money for this, then you completely overlook that the fact that you may not have money for one thing over here, but you've got money for all these other things. Maybe you're not able to buy your kids these crazy elaborate Christmas presents, but you're able to keep a roof over their head this holiday, you know, and there's somebody wishing they could do just that. I think really we have just been taught to feel lack. And I talk about this a lot with my clients. Abundance is a frequency. Abundance can be health. It can be opportunities. It could be a motivation. It could be peace. You know, abundance comes in many forms that a lot of people just think about dollar signs or think about physical items but abundance is a frequency and a lot of us are blocking our own frequency by thinking in terms of lack like 
well, if I spend this, then I'm without it. And I think that that's where a lot of people are afraid to invest in readings or invest in things that are on the spiritual side of life. And bravo to everyone who is listening that is showing up for themselves, that has invested 20, 30, 50, $500 into their healing because it is a process. It's not linear. It's up and down. And the more that you tell the universe that you are abundant and that you are not afraid to do something for yourself, the more the energy is able to respond to that frequency. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just thinking about, um, shit, I lost my train of thought, but you had taught me something Pick up the conversation page. Let me think about <laughs> what I was thinking on. Well, I know that from my family, every time they spend money, they look at it in terms as like, well, now I'm without that. And so something that I shifted for myself was looking at things as spreading the money and then it comes back to me. So everyone who, you know, shops with me on my website I have literally set an intention spell for every person who spends money with me for that money to find them again times 10 and I know a lot of people especially they are on the monthly patreon mentor program they will tell me like when I first started this I was afraid to invest the $50 a month, but now I just got a new job I'm making $20,000 more a year and that's been like a really theme that's been happening for a lot of my monthly clients is that after three to six months of doing the work and not really maybe seeing those physical manifestations, then out of nowhere, everything is knocking on your door. Every opportunity, all the limiting energy has now been removed. You're moving with faith. You're moving with freedom. You're not boxing yourself in thinking, well, if I spend $50 on this, then I can't spend it on that. And I just think that, you know, People are more than willing to, you know, buy concert tickets or makeup or shoes or whatever makes them happy. But when it comes to healing, it's like, oh, well, that's too expensive. And I just want to go ahead and let everyone know if you've been wanting to get a reading with me, you should tap in because prices are going up. Prices are going up. And I don't know what the new price is going to be, but I'm really getting out of my own way with trying to set my prices based on other people's budgets, trying to make myself affordable is draining me because I am so booked out because so many people, they're willing to spend 20 or $30, but anything over that, they're not ready. So I will say that things are going to go up into making the Patreon the best and most cost-efficient offering that I have. Yeah. And I remember what I was going to say. I was going to talk about how you are the person who taught me that like investing in the classes and not just taking the classes that are like, oh, that's like super budget friendly for me. So I'm going to take this, but like really investing in the classes that cost more because the people know more and because it's worth more for you, um, that that comes back and that it doesn't end up being a lack. And I noticed that when I've been investing in these classes and doing these things, I make that money literally immediately back, like the next day. If it's not through reading, it's through something else. I found money in my pocket. I found like $300 in my pocket. And I'm like, I can't tell you when I've ever had $300 that I could just misplace and not give a fuck. So <laughs> wherever it came from, whenever I clearly didn't need it then and um, got it right back after investing. So 
I think that that also goes into, you know, when we're talking about manifesting and we're talking about making things happen, it's putting certain energy into things. And when we're putting energy into, you know, expanding our own knowledge and investing in things so that we can turn that around, because the abundance isn't just financially that comes back, it is spiritually or whatnot and in knowledge and so by you and i investing in the various ways that we do we turn around and we do give that back to patreon members and mentorship or or whatnot and so we're able to keep that abundance going so they get those tools to be able to go and and teach that to other people and it's always just this like domino effect and cycle I want to read some feedback from a new mentor client. They got their video reading this morning. I won't read the whole thing, but they said, for sure, your energy is just really positive. And to have that as your occupation to just help people probably makes you feel higher as well. Or at least I would imagine. Thanks again. And people don't realize it's a ripple effect because I chose to heal or because Jim and I chose to heal and invest in ourselves. We then ripple that energy outward. And that's a new client that has never worked with me before on a mentor basis. And they literally are like, wow, I know exactly what I need to do now. And I think that that's where it's not about the money or the physical representation. It's the energy and intention that you're putting in into stuff. If you sign up for a class, but the whole time you're thinking like, wow, now that I'm in this class, I can't buy Starbucks this week, or I can't do X, Y, Z. You're not seeing it as a trade-off and a balance. You're seeing this as, well, it's this or that. And I think that's one thing with energy. It's not this or that. It's not good or bad or high or low. It is a frequency that is best energetic matched to you and what you're putting out. And that's what people don't get. Like if you're stingy and weird with people, especially children or whoever, that comes back to you. That comes back into every reflection of your life. And I just think so many people are not willing to get out of their own way to be like, you know what? I am blocking my self because I will go spend money on alcohol or partying or whatever, but I won't take a class on a Saturday or I won't go to the gym or go to yoga. And that's what I hear for a lot of people is they're like, well, I just want to know how you do it. It starts with making your needs a priority because then that sends a clear frequency to the universe that you're putting the effort and the energy in. Yeah, absolutely. I just, fuck, I keep forgetting what I'm trying to say while I'm in the middle and I'm driving my own self nuts over here. I mean, but no, like the but, podcast queen, all she do is record podcasts. All I do is record podcasts. Well, I think that for me, like my brain is just racing while we're having this conversation because this is just something that I'm always talking with my own self about, about not coming from an energy of having lack. And I think that if you are like raised where you don't really have anything. Like for me, when I was growing up, the only time that we ever went out like to eat or get food or anything was on our birthdays. And I knew that that was because we only had the money that we had for bills. We didn't have money for extras. And so I still always have this guilt when it comes into, I don't have guilt anymore about investing it in myself in classes and things, but I always have guilt if we go out and we like eat somewhere or we go and do something. Cause I'm always like, I should be putting that away because what if like, I don't have that in the future and I really need it. And I just spent $40 at Panda Express that like, I didn't need to go and spend. 
And so I'm constantly having to do this, like checking my own self and coming from a place of being like, no, I'm grateful that everything is paid and I have this extra money right now. And I've never gone without because I've done something, you know, like I, I, it's hard to get out of a mindset of coming from lack. Well, one thing that I've noticed with like a lot of people that I grew up around, it doesn't really matter what it is. They always want to know how much it costs. Like, Hey, I'm going on a trip. Well, how much was it? Hey, I'm doing a reading. Well, how much are you getting paid? Hey, I'm doing this. Well, how much is it? Like before they even embody the vision of like, wow, that sounds exciting. Or I can't wait for you to do that. Or I can't wait for you to see that artist in concert. They're just automatically, how much is it? And I know concert tickets are like at an all-time record high. And I think that people don't realize that it's the luxury of the experience. It's not the concert ticket. It's the experience that you're paying for. It's everyone on that tour, whether it's the person that drives the bus or that sets up the stage, it's every single person's livelihood. And so when you really start dividing out a $200 ticket, it really isn't that much because there's over 200 people that make the show go on. And I just really appreciate entertainers and people in spotlights that have to you know, set those prices and, and raise things so that people can be paid a living wage and that people are there to support the tour. And, you know, recently I got to meet Jelly Roll at his concert in Kentucky. And it was just so humbling seeing a sold out show from the other side, like from the side of the stage and being up, not up on the stage, but, you know, on the side stage where you could just see. And it really was humbling to me because it's like, if you put the intention into the universe and you show up and you put in that work because, you know, Jelly's had to fight many battles with addiction and, you know, the law and everything under the sun. And it's like, if you don't put in that work, you don't get the reimbursement from the universe or whatever. And I just, yeah. that there's so much time and energy that goes on behind the scenes and people may wonder, well, why do they charge this? Or why does it cost that? Whether it's a small business or a major you know, distribution company, there's a reason for everything. And I do think that the problem right now is that in the capitalistic society that we're in is a lot of billionaire type companies are raising their prices to absurd amounts that then trickles down into like the lower and middle classes. So yes, the reality in this matrix right now is to keep you in lack and keep you, you know, like how do you go to the grocery store and a bag of Doritos is $7 and you're telling me that the living minimum wage is $7.25. So I worked a whole hour and I can't even afford a bag of Doritos that are filled halfway up. That's mm -hmm. a problem. And so I just think that people need to quit looking at other people's successes and their stories and quit comparing. I know a lot of people, you know, think to themselves like, wow, their gifts can't be that special for them to charge this or charge that. And I just want to make it known. There's people who literally charge double than what I charge. I know a girl that charges $150 for a 10 minute video reading. 10 minutes, $150. So don't even come for me when my prices start going up because you weren't there when I was doing free readings for a whole year. You weren't there when my readings were $12. You weren't there when I was begging to give people readings. And now that you're, I'm starting to get recognition from outward outlets, it feels like so many people are projecting that onto me because they feel like they will never be able to afford it. And again, it's not really my problem because I've invested more energy and time into my craft than anything else. 
Well, not even just that, but we've mentioned it before, but we do a whole lot of like free content, free reads. I know that you go live and you do readings for people and I do flash readings now where it's like a couple of cards for a certain amount so that it's not a full reading so that people who fall on a budget can do it. Like we are always giving out in different ways and doing it freely and genuinely doing it freely and wanting nothing back. So people having a complaint who literally don't do anything with their time, energy or resources can suck my fucking dick. Also, um, you talking about people raising their prices on shit it's because people are willing to spend money on it. You've got Kim Kardashian out here literally making you sweatpants that look exactly the same as the fucking sweatpants that you can get in prison. And they're big and baggy and have a boyfriend look too and are all distressed. It makes no sense to me. Then you have, you know, the marketing is inside of a gas station. You know, goddamn well, Kim K doesn't pump her own gas, but people are willing to go out here and spend all that money because it looks a certain way. and. It's not that people don't have the money to invest in themselves and, and do all these other things and place it here and there. It's the fact that they would rather be able to look good on the outside than fix and heal on the inside because it takes a whole lot longer for it to reflect outwardly than it does for you to put on a pair of $200 Kim K bunk ass sweatpants. And, and that's know, my TED talk. A lot of the celebrities try to sell us back poor people stuff. They call it poor people chic. They literally try to sell you the stuff that you could get at Walmart, but put a label on it because people are that stupid. And I'm fine with literally any and everything that I can get that's cute. Like, I don't care. I have expensive taste, but I also can go to Walmart and literally find an entire outfit and make it fire. So I don't know. I just, I don't get as caught up, but I know that when I was a teenager, that's like back in like the Ugg boot and coach purse era mm -hmm. of like high school. And like, that was such a big deal to me. And I remember at times being like, wow, I can't afford a real coach purse. So I have this little fake one and like, it's not good enough or whatever. Like, and I just remember feeling like, at 14 years old that I needed this to be cool. And I just think that that's what the internet does is a lot of these influencers and celebrities literally get the stuff for free and they act like it's their favorite thing and, and whatever. And I just don't buy anything based on what other people like. And I think that in the spiritual arena, there's only a handful of people that I would even trust with readings. So that's why we're always letting you all know to be mindful of the person that you're connecting with because a lot of these readers are making shit up like they're still trying to solicit Aaron Carter's spirit and I'm just going to be honest when a spirit goes to <sighs> crossover point like they don't just come back and just start doing human work again like their soul is in transition their soul is in review like so for all these mediums on TikTok to pretend like they're talking to Aaron Carter it's so weird because he doesn't even know who you are and like, he never even associated with you. <laughs> like I, it makes my stomach hurt. And there's one person, I think they're on part five or part six of their Aaron Carter series. And I'm like, it, it, I just watch the views per video. You know, you can see the views or the likes or whatever to the point that like, I just have to like have this person off of my page because I can't, I, it's so scammy to me. One that people actually 
repeat these things. Like if you're talking with Aaron Carter and you're having some experience and it's whatever, okay, cool, that whatever. But you going out and putting it on the internet and then doing updates, I talked to his manager and then I did this and then I did that. Like it's all a clout chase. And I, that's the thing for me. I'm not going to get readings from people that I can tell are just doing shit on clout chase. If I go onto your page and all I see, like, you don't have anything that ever shares your personality outside of your readings on any of your social medias. It's fucking weird to me. I don't, I don't like that. Um, but I'm also so careful about the people that I do readings from because there are so many fear-based people who they want to do the reading because they want to be like, and you have this trauma from your childhood and, you know, it affects you in all these negative ways and you need to work on it. No, I want to have a reading where, yeah, you point stuff out, but then you also point out all the areas that are going well and where to put energy and how to like, you know, what different paths are up ahead and that's what I love about like readings with you. Literally my reading with you is the whole reason that I have an entire fucking brand. And yeah, sure. I put all this time and energy into it, but I didn't know what path to go to or what strengths that I had to put into play. And so there was always this confusion of like, I'm supposed to be doing something, but I don't know. I've been through all of this shit. And it was you in a reading with you where you're like, going through all of this shit gives you this gift and these are your different paths and choose how you go from there. And that's what I want out of a reading. Yeah. Whenever I give a reading, I do, it's more like I've said before an experience, like I would never go to someone's shadow and just be like, wow, you're really in low energy. Like, and you know, a lot of people want to kick up the dust and then just kind of leave you hanging in readings. And I've even had readings that were, I feel like projections from the reader but I think that's why you have to be in tune with your own energy and kind of know who you are and know what resonates with you. Because some people will just take whatever a psychic or a medium says for face value. And, you know, we've had issues with plenty of people in the past that we were going to have on the podcast. And I'm, among talking to them, we realized that they're not the same person they pretend to be on the internet. And even though there's millions of people following them, I'm not going to associate myself with Heckle and Jot or what is it? Um, Heckle. Jekyll and Hyde. I always mix it up. Jekyll and Hyde, two different split personalities of people. And it's like, yeah, for the internet, you're putting on this type of show, but then you show up on the zoom meeting for this interview and you're in your car whatever you know like cleaning out your glove box or some shit like you know so I just think that it's really easy to look at people on a surface level and be like wow I resonate with them or wow I really connect with them but it's like among really digging deeper when you uncover those layers like what's actually beneath there and I'm just going to be honest like I practice what I preach I would never tell a client or a person to do something that I myself have not done and or don't already do and so you know when you get readings from people and they want you to need them that's a red flag because I want my clients to be empowered on their own to have the tools and the resources they need but I, I can't do it for them and I'm not gonna do it for them and I think some people are like no you need a reading every week or they like want to like use your vulnerability or the parts of you 
um, that are feeling lost or alone, they want to like harp on that. And so that's why we're always really observant of the people that we are connecting with on all the platforms that we have because their energy and intentions linger over. Yep. <laughs> I'm literally just listening to what you're saying and I'm thinking that I really love the way that we are able to have conversations in the way that we've set this podcast up because we don't do that like frou-frou spirituality like positive bullshit all the time like we talk about so many different things and the way that we shift our mindset to be able to handle those situations or we push through and we talk about having firm boundaries with things and having like going into things with the best intention and then when somebody else can't match that moving on and not wasting your time and I think that to so many people in life um moving on from people is considered rude or letting people know that like, I, I presented myself in this way and I was set up for this and you came, um, way less with less energy than I had. And I'm just not going to accept that. I got to move on. You do you, I do mean no hard feelings. And every time that you and I come on here and we talk, we always point out all these different situations and scenarios, but then we always talk about like, the lesson that we learned from it and something that we learned and moved on. Like for us, we did encounter so many people who were just not authentically showing up and whose energy we didn't vibe with to the point that we're like, eh, maybe we just talk with each other more, <laughs> you know, like, and, and figure out how to, how to do that and, and connect with people who are going to be super authentic. We don't air fucking episodes with people that we don't align with, even no matter who it is, how many followers, like you just said, we had people who've had millions of followers that we've talked to. And we're like, we're not airing that because we don't stand behind any of that. Yeah. And what's crazy is like, it's the people that seem to have this engaging bubbly energy on the internet are the ones that are staging their videos. It's not raw. It's not authentic. They recorded it fucking 29 times to get it right. And I just can't rock with those people. Like I'm that person that I literally never rehearse hardly anything. We hardly ever know what we're about to talk about. And I think that that's what keeps it very raw and genuine is we're not trying to stage it. We don't have a to-do list. We're not here trying to sell you all something. We're just here to expose you to either the tools, the resources, or the ideas that we're working with, but you can totally disagree in any way that you want. But, you know, around the holidays, especially a lot of people's family will start projecting negativity and lack onto you. So this is about being mindful and aware of the people that you're talking to, the people and their energy, how much time they actually invest into their own happiness are all major indicators on whether or not you want to take money advice from those people. Or any advice at all, because I know that around the holidays, you know, you start having your parents in your house or your nosy aunt Nelly or whoever and everybody. All, I don't know about everybody else. So I'll just speak from like my personal, but when I have certain family over, I literally feel like exhausted when they leave and I'm second guessing like all of my life choices for about five minutes because they've made me think that like I'm not doing anything right and I feel so unproductive and I always have to tell myself 
these people get to live their life however they want. They were also given a life. They can make whatever choices they want and that's in their control. And I was given that same exact thing and I'm choosing to do something completely different. And they wouldn't understand that because they, they don't want to walk the path that I'm walking. So other people having an opinion on something is literally irrelevant because it's so easy to say something when you're on a different journey. Like you can look over across a hill and be like, wow, that looks like it's a super smooth path. But then you get over there and it's got all these rocks and boulders and you don't know how to rock climb, you know? I just want to encourage everyone listening to stop thinking that something else is going to make you happy, whether that's money or a job or a relationship, like stop putting power outside of yourself. Quit telling yourself that it's going to be next month, next year, five years down the road when you're happy, because happiness is a choice. Some of the most happy people in the world don't have a pot to piss in and they have no worries and no concerns and they live their life freely. We're so trapped in our own head most of the time that we can't even see how we are limiting ourselves. And I just feel like if you surround yourself with people who inspire you rather than people who drag you down and keep you the same, your energy will shift. I've watched it happen time and time again. When people start letting go of those toxic friendships, relationships, and family dynamics, they make space for more community and more enlightening energy to come in. And I just see a lot of people wishing they had that community, but they're doing nothing about it they're still going to the same bar hanging out with the same person and I know I say that a lot but I'm just going to say bars are just toxic ass energy and if that's one of your favorite pastimes you really need to check what you're running from on the inside because bars are toxic depressing energy no matter what they just are because alcohol is a depressant that lowers your vibration not to say that I don't have a drink every once in a while but if that's your favorite pastime is partying and drinking, you really need to look deep inward and know yourself a little more. I always get uncomfortable just because maybe it's because I'm not a big drinker or something, but everybody, everybody around me drinking and being intoxicated is never fun for me. Even if I am drinking, I always feel like people aren't being themselves. So everybody is super unpredictable. I feel like I have to be more on guard. I always feel like somebody is crying and complaining about their life when I am around them and they drink. And I don't know if, I don't know what about me is like, Hey, I want you to cry on my shoulder, but please don't. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't like being at bars. <laughs> Honestly, I don't like being around people who just waste time for fun. Like every once in a while, it's cool to let loose and do something whatever but I just would rather be in my own energy than be absorbing all of that like if I'm gonna do nothing I'm gonna take a nap at home I'm gonna do something here for myself go to a park go to the gym whatever like I'm not gonna just unwind with depressed depressed people and that's why like the holidays people get real depressed because the energy in the collective is very much I would be happy if I had a family I would be happy if I had presents I would be happy if I had a ps5 I'd be happy if my husband did for me what her husband does for her. Like you're always giving that power to something outside of yourself. And that's why we wanted to record and really start trying to drop more content around the holidays, because I know people have free time. I know people are off work and we don't want to see you falling into old cycles and 
doing things that are really detrimental to your health and your happiness. I also want to say too, like, if you are somebody who listens and like you genuinely are like the holidays are so fucking depressing and I don't have anybody, I'm always here for you to message and just like have a person and not feel like you're completely by yourself. I mean, like, I don't want to hear like all your life problems, but if you need, like, if you like need friends and you need support or whatever, I know that my DMS are always open for you to just slide into and talk to. And I don't want anybody to feel like they don't have anybody who is going to get them or understand them or that you want to change you know, your atmosphere for the holidays and you would be by yourself doing it. I'm here. And another thing, I think that once you open that door to community, more people just trickle in. A lot of us are closed off from like new friends and new connections because we've been burned in the past. And that's why we have to make sure that we're working to rewire our subconscious thoughts about things because you could have all the opportunity to make new friends and do nothing with it and do nothing about it. But in order to get good friends, you have to be a good friend. And I know that in the past, um, I wasn't a good friend, so I didn't have good friends. You know, we just have to look at our own actions and ways that we've been limiting ourselves and our connections. Just because you've known someone forever doesn't mean they have good intentions for you at all. Yeah. And uh, being friends with somebody also doesn't mean that like you're trauma dumping and that they have to know everything about that's ever happened in your life. And you have to be like inseparable and they have to know all your deep, dark secrets. You can literally just have acquaintance friends who are people that you vibe with their energy. It doesn't have to mean that it's like superficial and fake, but you can vibe with people at surface levels and get along in certain ways and then never have to have like deep vulnerable relationships with people and I think that that's where people go oh I don't have friends or they get caught up in this like I don't have this a lot of people who look like they have best friends have people that keep their secrets to use against them later or that they are always trauma dumping because trauma bonds are so common just in friendships like platonic friendships too so when you're going out there and you're finding friends you don't have to find some like forever person you can just find somebody who you occasionally like to go get coffee or smoke a blunt with yeah and I think that we put so much pressure on people like to show up for us like wow they didn't text me back but they're posting on the internet and I just feel like Try approaching friendships without conditions and rules and expectations and see how people naturally show up in the world, how they naturally move without outside influence, and then decide how you're going to come accordingly to that, how you're going to match that, how you're going to, um, you know, be self-aware in that situation. I think a lot of people project their insecurities onto platonic relationships, but then allow dumpster fires from romantic relationships. Like, oh, that's fine that he did all that, but my friend didn't text me back and post it on her story. So I'm done. Like, calm down. Well, and that's people like taking things personally, right? So if you have this like selfish um, mindset where you're only thinking about yourself and things and what you're expecting from other people instead of how you're giving up or how you're giving for other people, then you're just going to be sitting there being like, she didn't text me back because she probably doesn't like me. But if you were coming from a mindset where you didn't have, you weren't taking things personally, then it would be, she's probably busy. Paige, I know a hundred percent of the time when she doesn't text me back for longer than 30 minutes, she's asleep. 
like <laughs> I can't take that personally like I really miss her and I want to talk to her and she doesn't want to be my friend anymore no that bitch is napping a lot of people just take everything personal and I try to really remove myself and my emotions from other people's actions especially when people say they're going to do something and then they drop the ball completely and pretend like they've never said that in their life instead of taking it personal and getting worked up and getting my emotions involved I'm just like wow wow you know, I just like, I'm just like, okay, like that's you, that's who you are. And I have to imagine that if you can't even show up and do what you say you're going to do, look at all the things internally that they're probably avoiding and not doing just because they feel like no one knows about it or something. I think who you are behind closed doors when no one's looking, what you're going to do the right or wrong thing is what is the energy that you put out it is the ripple effect if you have pure intentions you won't lose but if a little part of you every time someone announces they're engaged or pregnant or promoted a little part of you gets upset on the inside then you need to check yourself you need to check yourself and why you can't clap for other people at their times of glory and wait your turn that's real weird energy to me. I just, I can't imagine seeing somebody doing something successfully and being like, well, fuck them. I mean, I think a lot of people now want to know how I started a podcast and they want to know all these details and all this stuff. And I'm just like, have any of you even researched how to start a podcast? Because if you started looking into it, you would realize why there's millions of podcasts because it's not rocket science, but you don't want to take the time to put in the work. And I have plenty of people like, I'd love to do an interview with you. Okay. I'm sure you would <laughs> like, I don't know. I just think so many people want people to lead them to the successes that they dream of, but what they do behind closed doors is Netflix and drink and ignore their problems and, you know, scroll online or whatever. And I just think that right now, especially during the holidays, if you know things are going to start triggering you, it's time to remove yourself from those platforms and use them for a more educational and transformational pro like progress instead of letting them keep you in those same cycles of lack. Because I'm going to tell you every time I follow Cardi B, I feel lack. Every time when I see she spent half a million dollars on her kid's fourth birthday party. I feel in luck every single time. But am I jealous? No, I just think like, wow, this four-year-old would have been happy with a Chuck E. Cheese party, but instead it's turned into a production. And that I feel like that ends up being more for the parent than it is for the kid because your kid doesn't give a fuck that you did that. Plenty of kids are happy going to Chuck E. Cheese. I just think we always are looking at these like, people in the spotlight and we're like wow like and we feel so different or in lack but it's like what did that person do to get there all the work behind the scenes you know an overnight success story put in work for 10 years or more and I just really don't care what Cardi B does I'm still going to support the areas of her life that I like, but I'm not going to follow her on Instagram because I feel extremely triggered by her and her lack of concept of money and how it actually works. You know, she doesn't drive, but she owns like 12 cars. How's that even make sense? Why would you need 12 cars if you don't even drive? 
So I don't know. I just think, you know, being human, being spiritually aware and healing doesn't mean that you're exempt from those very normal human lower emotions. But since I know that I'm not going to go looking for it, I'm not going to follow it. I'm not going to share it to my story. You know, I even unfollowed Machine Gun Kelly because half the shit he does now gets on my nerves and I'm still a fan. I still listen to his music, but I could care less about him and Megan Fox having sex on any table of any nature. I don't care about cutting holes in the leotard to have sex. Like I don't care. And I know maybe other people do and that's cool. I'm not going to shame people for what they're interested in, but I just don't care. And I just know that instead of being triggered by stupid things on the internet, I just don't follow those things. I follow things that are of motivational nature and enlightening nature, things that I can learn from people that teach me stuff. Like I do not care about people who are in their ego flaunting material items because it's a low ass vibration. Okay. Well, tell me how you really feel. Listen, I love when, when you go off on like your rants of your boundaries and you're like, and this is what we're not going to do and how I'm not going to do it. I'm always just thinking back when we our like first two episodes, I literally was so nervous to speak because I was like, she's always so happy and like positive And like, I'm going to say something and she's going to be like, who is this like negative bitch? And, uh, or whatever, you know, like going off. And then now when I hear you going on rants or things, I'm like, you tell people, <laughs> Yes. Um, I think that we should keep this episode kind of short since we're going to drop a bunch back to back, but I do want people that are listening to message us, to email us topics, ideas. Um, I think one day we may do like a blooper funny episode where we just read really crazy messages and DMS from people, whether it's the scammers or people trauma dumping or whatever. So that should be fun. Um, I haven't really went too deep into a lot of my personal beliefs, but I do think that maybe we'll get there like, and get kind of more into like what we actually believe about heaven or hell or incarnation or reincarnation Yes, and that kind of stuff. So we, we do have some more serious conversations coming through, but you know, this is an open community space. You're free to believe whatever you believe. We can still be friends we can still, you know, all vibe. We don't have to believe the same thing. And I think that's what the beautiful part of spirituality is, is everyone does it differently. Yeah. And I think that that's really what we've wanted to be able to have as our foundation with the podcast. And so we've wanted to get into like more serious things. Um, but we really want to set, I feel like the foundation for like, what energy we have going into things, how our friendship works, the kind of um, energy that we want to keep moving forward, even when we're talking about these other topics. And I think a lot of times when people start telling their opinions on things, all of a sudden their whole personality is judged off of one thing that they've said, instead of seeing them as a complete you know, human being with all of these different facets we may have difference of opinions on one thing. And then you see that we have the same opinions on all of these other things. And that regardless of our different communication ways or our different opinions, we still have the same like core foundations in our friendship and us establishing that. And then establishing that with you guys, I think has been important. Yes. And I think that we've all really been open to 
new information coming in to changing our mind to elevating together. And you know, what you believed a year ago may not be what you believe next year. And that's okay. Like you're not set in stone and you don't have to be the same person that you've always been. So today we will leave you with go be whoever you want to be and worry about the details later because when you're passionate and you're engaged and you're excited about something, the energy speaks for itself. That's why when people book a reading, they never once in their mind think about how much they've spent on that reading. Because once they get that energy and they have that experience, it lingers into every area of their life. And I know we've made a lot of progress as a collective since COVID. And now it's time to keep our foot on the gas and not, not deter when things get difficult or when things slow down, but to keep going. Yes. Well, on that, I will leave you guys and we'll see you next time. All right. Love you all. Bye. Bye.